0: Good old look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. Well, no times to changed and so have razor blades. Today, Gillette Platinum Plus blades have revolutionized shaving with a platinum screw edge that shaves you smoother, closer, and with even more comfort. Hard to believe? Try Gillette Platinum Plus double edge or injector blades in your razor. Find out what it really means to look sharp, feel sharp, and be sharp. Platinum Plus, Gillette's best blade. Well, the Baltimore Orioles are out on the field. Cuellar taking his warm-up tosses from the mound. Luke Powell is at first base. Dave Johnson at second. Mark Belanger at short. Brooks Robinson at third base. mayor Rettman in left field. Paul Blair in center. Frank Robinson at right. Andy Etchabaron behind the plate. And Mike Cuellar loosening up on the mound. Anxious to uh, come back in this 1970 World Series and pick up the clinching victory. And to bring you the action, in today's fifth game, first part of the game. It's my pleasure to bring you NBC's Jim Simpson. Thank you, Jim McIntyre. Bobby Tilden left in a batter, strides in, and this fifth game of the 1970 World Series will start under a light rainfall. As Jim told you, the clouds are breaking up, but showers are in the area and expected to be in the area through tomorrow. This is the World Series, and the fifth game is underway. Baltimore leads three games to one. We are 24-game winner during the regular season for two and a third innings on Sunday, gave up four runs. Three of those were unearned. Is ready to pitch to Tolan, a good hitter against left-handed pitchers. Out to the screen. Cuellar, of course, throws the screwball two different kinds. He also has several different kinds of curves, plus the fastball and slider. So he's got about six pitches he can go with, and we'll mix them up. To a right-handed batter, Cuellar being a left-handed pitcher, screwball will run down and away from the batter. Back as... Tolan looks to Bunt, runs up the line, and it's called strike. It strike two to Bobby Tolan. First man up in this fifth game. The umbrellas are up and the lights are on here at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. They play Tolan slightly toward right. They are staring into his catcher, Ellie Hendricks. Throws outside and low. It's one and two. Jim Merritt has just now stopped warming up and is just putting on his jacket out of the bullpen. For Cincinnati, questionable as Jim said, whether or not he will start today, but he is putting on his jacket. They are back with a 1-2 pitch. Swing a miss. Strike three. strikes out. A breaking pitch got Bobby. Here is Pete Rose hitting at 250. One home run in this series. Two RBIs and the captain. The Cincinnati Redskins strides to the right side of the plate as Rose is the switch hitter. That we'll right-handed against the left-handed Mike we are. stands in play are ready the rain continues to fall breaking pitches outside ball one now if today's game should become a tie and then is called off because of rain something rather unusual would happen I'll tell you what it is in just a moment ball one pitch from play outside of his ball two. it would be a suspended game tomorrow would be an off day they would go on and play the sixth and seventh games in Cincinnati and if Cincinnati tied it up then they would come back to Baltimore and start all over again. Today's game would be washed out in town. Two balls, no strikes to Rose. This is a breaking pitch just right over the knees. Two balls, one strike. On deck is Tony Perez. He started things off in the eighth inning yesterday, drawing a base on balls after having a strike. Tunnel. Setting it up for Bench's single. At Lee May's 3-1 home run. Two and one pitch is fouled out of play to the right. Two balls, two strikes to Rose. So conceivably, if it were a tie today, and were called off, and Cincinnati did win the next two at Cincinnati. you could take today's game and throw it all out instead of starting from the corner suspension. Interesting. The ball, two strikes, one up. We are as ready. Fastball, and it's out to right field on the run as Frank Robinson will let it down in front of him. Rose goes around as Robinson fumbles the ball. Dives head first into second base. Question is whether or not Pete might have made it anyway. Because he had decided as he went around first base to continue off. It is a hit. Apparently all the way, says the scoreboard. Two bases. Rose going to the opposite field. The ball died very quickly in this heavy that air, that and that as Robinson that went, that went that to pick that it that up, that he fumbled it. it. Had already decided ahead for second and this he made a headlong slide even though it was not necessary But at first he wasn't watching the ball. So now Rose is down a second. Tony Perez a right handed batter With one hit and 14 tries But a good home run man is up and takes a pitch on the outside corner strike one during the regular season Tony Perez hit 40 home runs at 129 RBI has had a disappointing series We are ready, Rose off five or six steps at second base. Mike looks back, pitching from the stretch is outside of the next pitch, and it's one and one. Ball game started in the drizzle. Cullen struck out on a breaking pitch. Rose went to the opposite field with a fastball. Lined a double to right. Perez is up. With a count of one ball, one strike, and kneeling on deck is Johnny Bench. We are ready. Ball is fouled out of play to the right. Pérez looked as though he wanted to offer. Then he held up and fouled the ball off to the right. The ball came in on him. And he was simply ducking to get out of the way at the last minute. One ball, two strikes. Pérez's uniform sliding through that mud is... Well, it's a mess is what it is. In the front of it. Over the rose. There's a ball at the plate. One ball, two strikes. Keith, you know why is... You have heard many times before that he even runs out bases on ball. Well, imagine Pete Rose going around first base, trying for a double with a play right in front of Frank Robinson, who has a fine arm. He was really blocked. They are with a new baseball. Looks back, throws, fastball, is fouled at the screen right up under us. There is not an exaggerated shift on against uh, the full hitter Perez, but Davey Johnson, he is over close to second base. Paul Blair is around to the left, in center, and Merv Redman closer to the line, in left. Again, the one-two count. One out, here's the pitch, and it's low. like a screwball as it ran out and away from Perez. Two balls, two strikes. Most of the umbrellas now have come down, so apparently we can see... Water dripping off the barrier over our heads in the stadium. Apparently, the rain is stuck. Clayard throws again and just misses. Inside, and it is 3 2. Perez yesterday, remember, drew the walk being down 0 2, and then drew the walk to start the eighth inning round. It won the ballgame. Here he was 1 2, fouled a couple of pitches off, and now Clayard has missed twice. And now must come in with a pitch on three balls, two strikes. Clayard ready, throws. Ball is wide to left field. Freshman is there, not too deep. Now comes in a little bit and one it and throws to the cutoff man. Belanger on the line and Rose Stays at second base. And here is Johnny Bench hitting 200. One home run, two RBIs. And the feeling is that when they finally announce it, it could be somebody else. But we talk to those of the press and the players. Johnny Bench will become the youngest man ever to have won the most valuable player award. The voting the played the body before the league championship hasn't been revealed yet. But I guess the with the press have been pulling each other whom did you vote for? Two outs, throws on a second, first inning, no score. Fifth game of the World Series, Baltimore leads in games 3-1. They are ready to face Johnny Bench, right-handed batter, dead ball hitter. Swing breaking this right or bench johnson is not as close to second base as he played perez but they're still pulled around there's a the ball lined over his head into right field robinson there, goes around and will score since the leads one to nothing on the base hit by johnny lennon Up Lee May, who has been Mr. Everything, and as we look at his batting average, 4.29, two home runs, and eight RBIs to lead everybody in the series. We wonder what his batting average would be, and what his RBI total would be, were it not for Brooks Robinson at third base, who has made a practice of robbing him. Two outs, bench on his first base, and they've got activity out of the Baltimore bullpen. Hit on the fifth. Deep, back goes right to the wall and left looks up off the wall around second on the way to third is the runner Johnny Benson and he holds at third as in at second with a double is Lee May. But I want to tell you if that ball had been out a little bit more over the plate, May would have pulled that for a two-run home run. Nearly jammed and very quickly George Bamberger, the pitching coach, walks out to talk to Mike Cuillard and they've got activity, looks like a right-hander going in the bullpen down there for Baltimore Baltimore has Tom Phoebus, who might have started a day's game but we are not ready warming up already. So Tolan as Van Berger now prepares to leave the mound. Tolan struck out swinging. He drove to the fastball to right for a double. Perez flies to short left. Johnny Bench followed with a single to right, going to the opposite field. And we said he's a dead deadbolt hitter, but he went to the opposite field. Driving in Rose with the first run, and Lee May hit the first pitch and doubled off the the left field wall. Bench stopping at third. Two out, Hal McRae, hitting 500. Bernie Carbo out of left field, right handed batter, steps in. We are ready to throw to Hal McRae. Now back to the three. Two out, first base open. Tommy Helms on deck. One to nothing the score. Jim, I think Cuellar has thrown uh, quite a few screwballs in this first inning already, and that pitch may be the one that's giving his elbow a little trouble. Cuellar looks. Now throws off the corner. And again, looks like the screwball that Jim was talking about as it ran down and away from Hal McGriff. For well, McRae, Blair is in a more pronounced pull at center field than he was for Perez or Bench. Back with the fastball, and look out, Alex Grammas, the coach at third base. Went right between his legs as he skipped out of the way the coaching box. Foul. One ball, two strikes to McRae. One to nothing to score. Three base hits off Mike Quillar, 24-game winner. Only lasted two and a third innings in Cincinnati on Sunday. Ready to throw. Ball is hit the center field, and Blair pulled over to one left, so this will go by and as two runs will score. McGray has speed. Blair up with the ball off the wall. McGray will stop at second. It is three to nothing Cincinnati. Blair was pulled to the left, not playing straightaway center, and the ball went to right center field. and rolled all the way to the wall. Jim uh, McRae stumbled as he rounded first and got about a third of the way down to second base or else he might have tried for three as you pointed out he could run has pretty good speed and might have tried for the triple had he not stumbled as it is he's in second base Tommy Helms is going to be the batter and uh out at the mound that's there and I have to think uh Burrow weaver might pop out of that dugout anytime well Mike Clayar gave up three runs in the second the World Series in the first inning. But those, remember, were all runners. He's being tagged here, and there have been no base hits. that you can say, well, that one had eyes, or that one just fell in. They have been line driving the base hits of Mike Cuellar. Gray's in scoring position the potential fourth one. Helms right-handed batter, swings on the first pitch, ground ball to Belanger. Up with it on the short hop, goes on the first base, and Cuellar and the Orioles are out of the inning. But three-run score on a total of four hits. No errors, one left. As we go to the last of the first, Cincinnati already leads three to nothing.
1: You're impatient for the morning. And you must have something new.
2: Bicycle Plymouth.
1: Come and see. There's a little bit of
2: magic in the car that's making.
3: For you. This is noise coming through with Chrysler Plymouth. Be sure and see that great new Plymouth Sebring. Take it from Thatchmo, it's the greatest.
0: Chrysler Plymouth, coming through. For 1971, Chrysler Plymouth offers more kinds of new cars than anyone else in the business. Why not let a Chrysler or a Plymouth come through for you? Well, you have to uh, wonder if uh, Mr. Cuellar is going to be around very long. Uh, Tom Peebus is continuing to throw in the Baltimore bullpen. And uh, as we mentioned before the game, uh, perhaps both managers are running somewhat of a risk. Uh, Jim Merritt, who's had elbow problems, started the mound, beginning to uh, warm up, to start the last half of the first inning, setting the red for you defensively. At first base, Lee May. At second base, Tommy Helms. Davey Concepcion at shortstop, Tony Perez, third base, with Al McRae in left, Bobby Tolan in center, and Pete Rose in right. Behind the plate, Johnny Bench and left-hander Jim Merritt, who was a 20-game winner on the mound. And you have to think that Jim is going to try and let it out all the way here in the first inning, and then uh, we'll have to see how uh, his elbow uh, responds. Three or nothing, the Reds are leading as we come to the last half the first inning, game five. The Orioles lead it three games to one and for the uh, worst side view bottom half of inning number one here again Jim Simpson. Thank you Jim. Mark Belanger, Paul Blair, Frank Robbins to lead it off against uh, Jim Merritt. Beavis has now stopped warming up out of the bullpen for Baltimore and as we look around, but as we said, we are under an abutment here in the front box at Baltimore and water drips down off that above and sometimes we feel it's raining sometimes we don't know if it is or not but so we look down we do see some umbrellas up some not a lot so apparently it's still driven the is only one for 14 in the series hitting over 71. Cincinnati has a three to nothing lead remember the reds had a three nothing lead in the first game and a four nothing lead in the second game and lost both the way these two ball clubs did it's not over yet Merrick ready left-handed throws and the ball is fouled off to the left perez starts after it and then sees. It's going to drift very deep off third base into the seat. Paul Blair is on deck. Merritt, like some of your other stars around the major leagues, has been around baseball for a long while in that he was a clubhouse boy for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, he has realized his dream. Merritt ready. Paul left-hander throws. Paul strike. Belanger ran his hands up the bat a dip to punch, as Perez was rather deep at third base. Merritt Wild with Minnesota had a 4-6 and six record against the Orioles. Of course, he came over to Cincinnati in that trade for Leo Cartman, who now plays shortstop for Minnesota. Fine trade for both clubs. Belanger wait. Takes inside and low 2-1. An he lost one strike to Belanger, with the leadoff batter for Baltimore in the last of the first. Al McRae doubled in two runs. In that first inning, Johnny Bent single in one. There's a line drive almost grabbed by Billy Hunter, but he happens to be the coach at third base for Baltimore, so it wouldn't have counter. George scholar the coach over at first base. Belanger back in, has a closed stance, right-handed batter. When he hits the home run, Baltimore goes into fake swoon. This one is popped up. Left side, Perez in foul territory. Waiting there right alongside of him. Dave Concepcion, the shortstop, and it's one out. Perez makes the put out. Here's Paul Blair hitting at 400, Two RBIs, three runs scored. by handed batter. He made at first for Cincinnati. Tommy Helms at second. Oh. Dave Concepcion, the shortstop. Johnny Perez at third. Hal McRae in left. Bobby Colton in center. Pete Rose in right. Johnny Bench, the catcher. And Jim Merritt, 20-game winner today. Starter for the Reds throwing to Blair. And it's blind foul down the left field line. Strike one very heavily this morning and then about 12.31 about a half an hour before the game is scheduled to start they started taking the tarp off and then as the game began it began to drizzle again there it is back inside and low it's 1-1 one and the one Blair and as we said apparently it is still drizzling a little bit now the Cincinnati wins today tomorrow travel day and they resume with the sixth game and the fastball high and away and it's two and one there. They resume with the sixth game on Saturday in Cincinnati. Jim, that pitch there, that fastball of fire, was the hardest merit has thrown it so far. Two balls, one strike. Back with a breaking pitch. There's the bunt down at third baseline, waiting for it to roll foul as Perez and then gloves it as it does after going about 60 feet from home plate. And Blair, who has fine speed, is way down the line and is just now walking back past first base, trying to butt his way off. 2-2, the count, 3-0 to to score Cincinnati. Lights have been on since the start of the game. They play Blair, who has World Series home runs for his credit, swung around to left. Blair won again with a home run in 1966 when the Orioles swept. The Los Angeles Dodgers is four. Two balls, two strikes. Merritt ready. Blair ready. Here's the pitch, and this one is lined in the left field. In quickly is Tom Gray, who can run. Five for the catch. And he is safe. He practically they say. But what? you couldn't tell from here, but down with Blair on the first base. Robinson has struck out four times in this series, and every time he has been looking at a fastball. And for Frank, well, what do you think? They play way around to the left and very deep. Robinson had a hit-and-run single for his first hit of the series and went to right. perfectly new place. Merritt-Ready throws a breaking pitch at inside and low. Robinson, ball one. Blair has speed at first base. Big Boob Cow, who was shut out yesterday, did draw a walk and score. Standing on deck. get ready to throw again. This one is the breaking pitch that gets the inside corner. Robinson looks away from plate umpire Billy Williams of the National League. One ball, one strike. It's another one of those low pitches that the National League pitchers get, whereas the American League pitchers get the strikes up high. Outside and high with a the fastball there. Two and one. We pointed out before why it is the National League umpire leans over that left shoulder of the catcher and is way down low with the catcher watching. He can call those low strikes. Whereas the American League umpire looks over his head directly and can see those up around the letters, but has difficulty looking down low. Two balls, one strike. This is the fastball that catches the outside corner strike two. Two and two to Robinson. desperately to pitch in this series is back with a breaking pitch out of the plate and Sparky Anderson before the series began if you talked to Sparky was saying no chance we would like him and Merritt kept warming up he warmed up that first day down the right field line in Cincinnati and said that he was going pretty well and Cincinnati's line was no he'll never make it but Jim vowed that he would be in the World Series and here he is and he's leading three to nothing in the last of the first ready with a 2-2 pitch and it's low it's three and two. Now Merritt finds himself in the same kind of situation that Mike Cuellar was in. That is one out, one man on, and a three-two count with a fellow that can park it in the seat. Cuellar was dealing with Perez. Merritt is dealing with Frank Robinson. Jim Merritt, ready. Throws, comes back,
1: long drive. Deep
0: out here is Booth Town to take the strike at the knee. Wayne Granger is up and drawing now. So Baltimore's bullpen was going in their half of the first. And Cincinnati scored three times and now the Red Bullpen is going because the Orioles have scored twice. It's going to be some serious game. Breaking pitches outside. It's one and one. The to Booth Town who is hitting 250 but has four RBIs and two home runs. Merv Redman is on deck. We have one out. Nobody on. They swing around to the right, of course, for Powell, but he has power to all fields and hits it for the center field. In quickly comes Tolan. He has great speed out, goes, the on, and makes quite a catch. Running away from the plate, put it out of his glove hand, and right in front of Tolan, made the good running catch on Blue Powell's high pop. Murr Retman, a 3.22 hitter during the regular season. Well, in his second series appearance, he was in yesterday, reached on an error, so he is over one. Frank Robinson, his home run, made it 3-2. That's his sixth home run in World Series play, most among any active Major League players. Bretman, right-handed batter, takes the breaking ball down low from Jim Merritt. It's ball one. Well, the 3-2 pitch to Robinson from Merritt was just too good for Frank, and not so good for Merritt. Ready again, fastball line, but it is pulled down. And I want to tell you, Mr. Rettman really got around on that ball. Merv has excellent power at 18 home runs during the regular season. They say about Earl Weaver and Baltimore, not only does Weaver have a great starting lineup, but look down that bench with Merv Rettman. Kirk Moton, one of the hottest pinch hitters in baseball. Young Terry Crowley, outside with the pitch is Merrick. Two balls, one strike to Merv Rittman. They play him to pull. Merritt back on 2-1 breaking pitch, and he swings on it and pops it up to the left side. Perez is there. He is waved off by Concepcion, who makes his second consecutive out and the third of the inning. But 2 runs score on two hits, including Frank Robinson's homer. Nobody left. At the end of one complete, we've got a dandy. Cincinnati 3,
2: Baltimore 2. I'm a casual kind of guy, I swear. If you can't tell by my guitar, you can sure tell by my hair. You see, I don't go spoiling it with things out of bottles and tubes, or even water out of a spout. So, feeling the way I do, I never thought I'd see the day when I'd say, hey, here's something for my hair that's really a groove. Let me tell you about it. It's the thing called the dry look made by Gillette. It's dry control in an aerosol can. You comb your hair till it looks just right. Then put on the dry look and your hair will still look dry, blue, casual, and clean. And if you want just a little dry control, or maybe a little more, or even more, the dry look gives it to you because there's a special three-way valve on top. You set the right degree of dry control for you. So take my advice and try the dry look. Yeah, the wet head is dead. Long live the dry look from Gillette.
0: We pause 30 seconds for station identification.
3: Listen to your windshield wipers. Could be they're telling you that they've had it. That they can't do their job anymore. That you should do something about it. If so, you know. You go. Listen to your wiper people. Make the best wipers, best blades, best refills you can buy. Look for them in the bright yellow cabinets in good service stations everywhere. The NCO by Anderson. WMAQ AM and FM Chicago, home of the Pat Sheridan Show.
0: Takes a call, strike. Mike Bayard to start off the second inning. Along with Tim McIntyre, this is Jim Simpson. The score is 3-2 to two, Cincinnati, and we're just at the top of the second. Concepcion has had a fine series. Two for six and three RBIs, hitting 333. Picks on a change-up, and grounds a foul past Alex Ramos, the coach at third base. Ted Kuzuski, coaches over at first base for Cincinnati. No activity now in the Baltimore bullpen, but Cuellar had a mighty rough first inning, giving up four hits. Back with a pitch high fastball, and it's one ball, two strikes. Game started in a drizzle, and now we look out, and we see no umbrellas up anywhere, so apparently it has stopped. Very difficult to tell from the fastball as lines foul to the right and into the box seats. Still one ball, two strikes. Concepcion has been hitting to the opposite field, but with great success. And they play him that way. Not too deep and swung around to the right. Despite the fact he is a right-handed batter going against the left-handed, Cuellar. Cuellar ready. One and two to count outside. And Dave wanted to swing at that one. Almost jumped across the plate, but then saw it go outside and took it for ball two. Cincinnati leads by a run in the top of the second. Fastball is out to short right field and back goes Davey Johnson, taps his club and then takes it on the dead run for out number one of the second inning. And that will bring up Jim Merritt. Merritt is a batter. In the majors, has a lifetime average of 142. pretty good. Four home runs, one last season up in New York. And this year, three of them. At Atlanta, San Diego, and in Cincinnati. Strike. Right. As he swings. 0-1 to Jim Merritt. We are ready to work again to the left-handed batting Merritt. And this is outside. Low. It is ball one, one and one. Jim Merrick, Ferguson Jenkins, and Johnny Odom, the only pitchers in the major leagues who hit as many as three home runs in 1970. One ball, one strike. Three to two to score Cincinnati. Fastball is up hard. As they are. It is two and one. One out. Top of the second inning. And they play Merit to pull slightly, which is a tribute to him. He grounds this ball down the first baseline, left by Powell, foul, and tosses back to Cuellar. Mike was over near first, preparing to cover, of course, had the ball been fair. So it's 2-2. First inning for Cincinnati, with one out Rose, lined a double to right. Johnny Bench scored him with a single with two out, and Lee May doubled, Bench going to third, and then Hal McRae doubled to center. To drive in two more. Swing a miss. Held on to by Etcheverry, and it's strike three. Merritt is down. The second strikeout for Mike Cuellar. And here is the man he struck out to start off the ball game. Bobby Tolan struck out swinging on a breaking pitch. Tolan has a home run in the series. One RBI. Takes the ball inside from Poirier, ball one. Bobby successfully has stolen the base and has been caught stealing. He, as you know, led the major leagues and stolen bases with 57. One ball pitch is down low, and Bill Williams kneeling down on the inside shoulder of catcher Andy Etchebarren. Six is hit. No, it's ball two. Tolan has something in his eye and backs off for a moment. Now steps in. They are throws. Round ball. One one. Big hop. to boot down it simply steps on the first base to end the inning. No run. Pisterra errors, anybody left. We go to the last of the second. Cincinnati 3, Baltimore 2. What gets a team to the World Series? Performance. Performance that shows up game after game. In clutch situations that makes difference between winning and losing. Now like that auto racing, too. And the name of the performer that comes through race after race is STP oil treatment. STP oil treatment means championship performance for race cars and for family cars, too, because STP works in all engines to cut the heat, friction, and wear that can put your car on the sidelines with expensive repairs. STP clings to vital engine parts, lubricates better than ordinary motor oil alone, helps keep your car running smoother, quieter, longer. That's the kind of championship performance you can appreciate every day. And now that winter's coming, you should remember that STP gives you the extra edge your car needs to start faster in cold morning. So, the first time you need oil, or the next time you change oil, have your service station at STP Oil treatment. STP is the racer's head. A big round of applause uh, for Brooks Robinson, who's going to be the Oriole leadoff man in the uh, second inning. I have to think, Jim, that uh, your observation was that this could be a high-scoring ball game. You said that before we went on the air, and with both pitchers having some problems with their arms, I, and what has happened so far, it looks like you're going to be right on the money. Now, Jim, here's a fellow that's driven in six runs thus far in the series, Brooks Robinson, hitting .500, 8 for 16, and of course has been amazing a deal with a glove. Not ready to work to him, and throws outside and high. It is ball one. Brooks, yesterday, went four for four in a losing cause. The last American League player to do that was Bill Dickey of the Yankees back in 1938. Ball one pitch is catching the inside corner. Breaking pitch looked like a slider from Merrick. One ball, one strike. Well, a year ago, when the New York Mets were taking Baltimore in five games, Brooks Robinson had one hit in 19 times at bat. He's eight for 16. One and one pitch is fouled off to the right. Lee May gives chase over near the box seats. Not off first base, but it is at least 20 rows back. One ball, two strikes to Brooks Robinson with Davy Johnson swinging a couple of bats in the on-deck circles. Brooks, from a time that ball was fouled off, never stood out of the batter's box, never stepped out, just stood there with the bat ready to face Jim Merritt, who owns a three-to-two lead when we're in the last of the second. Mares throws one and two, breaking pitch. Line to left field, back goes Hal McRae, looking up and takes it, running away from the plate for left center field. But Brooks Robinson is really getting wood on that baseball in this series. Here is Davey Johnson, hitting at 167 in the series. Three runs, four hits, no errors for Cincinnati, with a big blow for them, a two-run double by Hal McRae. Two runs, two hits, no errors for Baltimore, and the big... Kent for Baltimore, the two-run homer by Frank Robinson with one out in the first inning. Merrick stares into his catcher, Johnny Bench. Johnson, right-handed batter, waits and fouls the first one back, toward us, over her head. Strike one. And the has walked out and is dealing on deck. Wayne Granger is still throwing. He was throwing back in the first inning remember? After Robinson line that ball to left field. He got up and started throwing again. Low and away with the pitch. Bench takes it out of the dirt. It's one ball, one strike to Dave Johnson. Ranger right-hander had 35 saves for Cincinnati this year. One and one. Fastball is outside. It's two balls, one strike. Umbrellas are up again. and It is drizzling again. And if you're just joining us, it rained most of the morning in Baltimore. And we are to get occasional showers today, tonight, and tomorrow. Game started in the drizzle. And it hasn't been held up yet. Two balls, one strike. Lights are on. This pitch is inside. Backing him out of there. Three balls, one strike. So Johnson looks down to Billy Hunter the coach at third base to see what it is he can do. Can he swing on 3-1? would that's a do up or does he take? They pull, Davey, to pull. They play him around to the left. Merritt is ready. Johnson had ten home runs during the regular season, low and away, and Johnson draws the first walk of
2: the ballgame. Jim watching Johnny Bench indicate that Jim Merritt, uh, get up on top, you're dropping your arm down a little bit. When Merritt gets in trouble control-wise, it's because
0: he doesn't throw right off over the top. Andy Etchevern caught a game, didn't get a hit in four tries, takes the breaking pitch and swings on it, and it is bobbled at third base by Billy Hunter, the coach, who keeps it in play. Billy missed it and then figured out will go with the gag and began to deliberately bobble the ball, and then he brought it back to Merritt. Strike one. And Etchevern with Johnson on it first and one out in the last of the second. Cincinnati leads three to two. Jim Merritt, because of the rain here, was having trouble while warming up in the bullpen and at the same time as trouble on the mound, and that is getting mud in the spikes, and that's to take time out to get the mud out of there so he can get good footing to throw to Echebarra. One strike pitch ready as he looks over at first base throws a breaking pitch that just does miss. That's one ball, one strike to Echebarra. Echebarra played in 78 games splitting the catching duties during the regular season with Ellie Hendricks and hit 2.43. He was in the 1966 series. Last ball and he swings and misses at strike two. One ball, two strikes. Edge baron with Mike Cuellar on deck. Funny thing about Cuellar, remember Dave McNally the other day hitting a Grand Slam home run? First time a pitcher's ever done it? In the World Series, Mike Cuellar had a Grand Slam home run in the league championships against Minnesota. One ball, two strikes. That's ready. ball right up the middle. Face it. Right past Merritt. Down the second goes. Davey Johnson and stops there. Runners at first and second. Cuellar coming up to that. three to two. The tying run is now down on second base, and Cuellar is up to bat, taking a look down to Billy Hunter to see what it is, and Helms and Concepcion check with each other about what they're going to do, should the ball be hit to either one of them. Perez is in on the home plate side of third base. May moves in close to the grass at first base, and Helms and Concepcion play back for the double play our left-handed batter, swings and hard to right field. Rose comes over, makes a fine catch on the run, and then throws behind the runner. But Johnson is back at second base. That had base hit written all over it, but Rose was playing rather shallow. And not playing Quayar to pull too much, it ran to his right and made the catch. Now Sparky Anderson, after seeing that happen, walks out to talk to Merrick. Anderson, of course, doesn't want this ball game to get away. Not that it's anywhere near being over. We are just in the last of the second. But with Belanger coming up and Mike Cuellar, a left-handed pitcher, throwing against or batting against the left-handed Jim Merritt and getting that kind of wood on the ball. And remember, the other out was a line drive off the bat of Brooks Robinson that McRae made a fine catch on the in left field. Sparky has said, that's all for you, Jim Merritt. I am going to the bullpen. Jim Merritt will leave. The two runners on are charged to him. He gave up a total of three hits and thus far two runs. And Jim McIntyre, that is going to be Wayne Granger who's coming in. That's right.
2: And uh, this has got
0: to be the earliest that Wayne has ever been called into a game in 1970. Uh, I cannot recall any game in which Granger relieved as early as the second inning. Say, do you want to quit school? Read the water at first. You'll find that most employers look for high school graduates and get them because seven out of ten people hunting for jobs have finished high school. If you're in school, better stay there. If you've quit, see your state employment service or youth opportunity center. To get a good job, get a good education. I uh, have to think, uh, Jim, that Merritt may have been trying intentionally to get the ball up to Cuellar, expecting him to push the bunt down the third base side to move the runners up a notch. But uh, Earl Weaver tried to cross up the strategy and had his pitcher swing away, and as you pointed out, he had a grand slam home run against the Twins. And with the ball up and out over the plate, uh, he had a good pitch to swing at, and he hit it pretty hard that he did jim wayne granger who strides it now we told you 35 saves during the regular season in his only series appearance he worked only two-thirds of an inning and baltimore roughed him up pretty good two hits three earned runs thanks to a home run by Baltimore, also walked man and a man and struck out a man but wayne granger of course a big man in the cincinnati bullpen and in the scheme of things because it's the cincinnati bullpen that brought the Reds through. Whereas, conversely, Baltimore is known for its starting pitchers. The big three. Cuellar, who won 24. McNally, who won 24. Jim Palmer, who won 20. Jim Merritt, who started this game, has 20 victories. For Cincinnati to lead that team, Gary Nolan had 18. And one wonders what Wayne Simpson might have been able to do had he not experienced injuries in his shoulder. He already had won 14 when he left in July. Well, two are out. Johnson, the tying run down at second. Catch a on at first. Mike Belanger, who is now one for 15, trying to drive the runner in. keep this rally going, and he's facing the right-handed, Wayne Granger. Pitches inside to him. Ball one. Belanger, right-handed hitter. 3-2 Cincinnati in a game that is already about 40 minutes old, and we're just now in the last of the second inning. There's been a lot of scoring. They're playing Belanger not to pull the ball, but to push it toward right if he does connect with it. Sidearm fastball is outside. There's two at all. Belanger, who quickly looks down to Billy Hunter to check to see whether or not take another one or swing if he tries to get it over. Two are out. Blair waits on deck. Belanger chokes up considerably on the bat, not known for the long ball. Another fastball. jacket on at the moment it looks like Tony Plantinga Now yep. well, we said it yesterday it's been said almost in every World Series in this situation there is no tomorrow since must win today and Plantinga is starting pitcher there to drive after them come to our third the play is up he's going home and a the back back up by Granger Baltimore has to lead Wayne Granger
2: has to make it through
0: Is up and throwing in the bullpen. Breaking pitch is out of the way. Ben has to go to his right knee to dig it out. Ball one to Frank Robinson. Robinson works Jim started to a 3 2 and then belted a high home run deep in the stands in left field. Baltimore down 3 to nothing as they were in the first game of the series has come back and now leads 4 to 3. Sidearm pitch hit up in the air
1: high
0: in center field. Bobby Dillon waits for it to come down and has it. For the third out, but two runs score on three hits, no errors, and two outs. The end of two. Baltimore four,
1: Cincinnati three. The following
2: dedicated to all you folks out there who have corrected Winston's grammar. Who wants good grammar or good taste? Anyone? Good grammar or good taste? Pardon that grammar, but Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston may not say it right, but they sure know how to make it right.
3: Hey, but if you want to get in on a terrific deal, listen to this, you know the Gillette Techmatic razor, the razor that gets the knobs? Well, here's the deal. Right now, when you buy the Gillette Techmatic razor, America's top-selling razor, You get a can of Gillette Foamy Shave Cream with Lemon Lime, free. You get that? Foamy with Lemon Lime, free. So what are you waiting for? Get the Gillette Tecmatic Raisin now. A deal like this don't live forever.
0: And this is Jim Backensar, Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, where the Orioles have taken a four-to-three lead. The Reds jumped out and front with three runs in the first inning, but cannot stand prosperity. A two-run homer by Frank Robinson and singles uh, behind a walk to Johnson by Edson Barron Belanger, and Blair. And here we are, Baltimore lead, of the four to three, third, three, third three, inning. Here's Pete Rose doubled right on a fastball back in the first inning and came home on a single by Johnny Bench batting right handed against the left hand Cuellar and swings on the first pitch and fouls and at the place right one. Well this is where the trouble begins when you talk about the Cincinnati Reds. The national leaguers can tell you about it. So can the Baltimore Orioles. Rose. Hooray. Bench. May. In the third inning. Back with the breaking pitch it is down low. It is one and one. He Rose. Four to three to score. Baltimore is down three nothing as they were in the first game of the series. We are just starting the third inning. Fastball this time and hit to the right side. Johnson's there, sidearm throw the foul and rolls it out by 20. That'll bring up Tony Perez. Who battled Cuellar to a 3-2 count back in the first, but then lifted the lazy fly to move Retman out in left field. That was the four benches single. A double and a raised double. Said Ronnie Perez with tremendous home run power. are throws in on him. It's too far inside, and it's ball off. There's 40 home runs, 129 RBIs in the regular season. You cannot discount those. Big man, good power. Here's the ball one pitch, and this is hit to left field on the line. Retman is over. saying low with the Retman recognized that as a sinking line drive and came over with his knees down low his body bent forward towards the ball and stayed right with it and took it just a couple of feet off the ground did not come in toward home plate but rather forward to the foul line and left here's Johnny Bench who's single in the run back in the first inning Baltimore now leads by a run bench right hander against playoff where is hit the ball pretty well they are is running fastball foul to the screen. Tom Phoebus up and throwing again Merle Weaver got it. In the case of the worries when he saw Perez hit that ball that way we are ready back for the breaking pitch but it's too low bounces up and Rose catches it and turns to Billy Williams jump higher and says how about that Keeps that ball in player throw it out and Williams is going to throw it out again we say hello to you around the world listening on American Forces Radio wherever you are Vietnam Korea Japan Europe the Caribbean or on our United States ships we are back with a breaking pitch touchdown. There is strike two. Rose started to offer but rather, Ben started to offer. Did not. And it dropped over for a strike. One ball, two strikes. And Ben's struck out. A lot of position error. That is the third strikeout. to We are. They go to the last of the third. Baltimore leading four to three. The World Series game has a lot of tradition behind it. All of the great teams have played in this series, and every year more great names join those of the past. Here's something else that's got tradition going for it, STP oil treatment. STP has given drivers the edge on great race circuits all over the world, and it doesn't stop there. Millions and millions of motorists rely on STP oil treatment every day to keep their family cars running smoother, quieter, longer stp clings to vital engine parts lubricates better than motor oil alone ever could helps eliminate uh, damaging friction and wear on the track that can give you the winning edge on the highway it can mean a lot longer life for your engine and with winter coming up you need stp protection even more because stp gives you the extra lubrication you need to help get smooth fast starts on cold mornings so get that stp tradition working for you at your service station, add a can of STP oil treatment to your car's engine and run racer sharp. We pause 30 seconds for station identification.
3: The new hidden windshield wipers, ladies, you need your attention just as much as those resting on the glass. It's easy to forget them when they're out of sight. If they were streaking last time out, replace a refill with new Enco wiper blades or refills. Where do you see the bright yellow Enco cabinet? The man at the pump could do the job in seconds. It's a good place to buy gas, too. WMAQ AM and FM Chicago, home of the Pat Sheridan ship.
0: Jim Simpson, this is Jim McIntyre. We're ready for the Baltimore half of the third inning. The Orioles in front four to three. And here's Jim as Booth Powell sets up Concepcion at shortstop made a good play on Bruce Powell, catching his top fly, running away with his back to the plate back in the first inning. now a left-hander against the right-handed Ranger. And remember, Belanger and Blair on the Ranger fastballs line singles to left field. Both men pull the ball. Belanger seldom does that. Booth Powell with great power. And he is standing at the left side of the plate, looking at the three-quarter and sidearm throws of Granger, who throws him a breaking pitch inside. Lee May at first base, Tommy Helms at second, Dave Concepcion at short, Tony Perez is the 3rd baseman for the Reds. Al McRae in left, Bobby Tolan in center, Pete throws in right, Johnny Vince the catcher, Granger throwing another breaking pitch. This one is a curveball that drops right over, strike one, to move Powell, one and one. On deck is Merv Wettman. 309 feet down each foul line, and then dropping away dramatically to 410 feet straightaway center field. Ranger ready. There's the ball. Rips the right field. He Rose it on his way back. Watches it go by. I'm not to get the full ball. There's the long throw to second base, but nobody's there to cover, and it is cut off. The young 20-year-old youngster is getting up to throw, and very quickly Johnny Bench walks out to talk to Wayne Granger. Slow things down just a little bit. Retman is ready. Four to three, the score. Baltimore. They were down three to nothing. Move cow Down at second base with none out, and Redmond and Brooks Robinson do up. Swung on a curveball from Merritt back in the first inning, and popped up to Concepcion. Swings here, fouls the ball at the plate. It's strike one. Jim, uh, the last three or four times that we've seen Wayne Granger pitch, he has been getting the ball up, and when he gets the ball up, he's in trouble. He has to throw the sinking fastball, and he has to start it out down around the knees. Granger peering into the bench looking back now to Blue foul throw sidearm fastball it is low and it is one of one. And Redmond who looks down to Billy Hunter the coach at third base. Cincinnati got three runs in the first inning Baltimore two in the first and two more in the second we're now in the last of the third. Lights are on it is not drizzling Granger three quarter motion fastball. Now on his way around third base the throw from the of the whole plate. Best is waiting. Powell
1: is safe and down the second on the throw. Going to the three. Powell's
0: hit right between the legs of Johnny Bench and his foot hit the plate just as Vance got the ball. The five men has given up three singles and a double. Marky Anderson is on his way out. Baltimore has the lead. That slide at the home plate by Rick Booth Powell was something to see. He went right between Johnny Bench's leg and planted that left foot on all plate as Bench made the tag up on his shoulders and was called safe by play up by Billy Williams which indeed he was. And I have to think that a smaller man may not have made it, but uh, Bill Powell at 250-plus with a full head of steam was pretty hard to stop, and Bench just couldn't do the job. Johnny's a pretty good-sized boy, but not that big. After a conference with Granger, Sparky uh, Anderson has headed back to the dugout. young one, I know Wilcox, certainly has not had time enough to get loose in the bullpen, but uh, you have to think that... Robinson is retired and happens to hit the ball hard. Wilcox would be in there. Now, Brooks Robinson lined to left field back in the second inning. But that was off left-hander Jim Merritt. He's now 8 for 17 in the series with six RBIs, gets a curveball and fouls it off to the right. And maybe much of that talking between Anderson Bench and Granger had to do with what do you do with Brooks Robinson? Or remember what we said we we're going to do with Bruce Robinson. Or don't throw too many of those fastballs. It's not working for you. In any event, Bill Wilcox continues to throw. There's a fastball. Sidearm pitch. That is outside and low. It of one-on-one to Berks Robinson. Gretman single drove in blue Powell, who just made a dandy slide, and Merv went on down to second base on the throw by Tolan to home. Still nobody out. Last to the third, five to 5-3 Baltimore. Fifth game of the series. Breaking pitch. Line drive. One hop off. he steps the up. Goes on to first base. Has the man at first base. Brooks Robinson. But with one out, Merv Rettman has moved on to third base. And that brings up Davey Johnson, who walked. Now, Brooks Robinson did not get a base hit. Did hit the ball well. Gets the hand. But he has also done this. He's hit the ball to the other side of the field, has moved the runner along to third base. And that is all you can ask of anyone. So now a fly ball or a ground ball to the infield very deep, or of course a base hit or a miscue of any kind could score Rettman from third base with the sixth Baltimore run. Davy Johnson took a pitch for ball four after working the count to 3-1 and scored ahead of the Langer's hit back in the second inning. ball strike, Johnson. Billy Williams, the umpire behind the plate from the National League. Emmett Ashford in his first World Series station at first base. Ken Burkhardt of the National at the second. John Flaherty of the American at third base. Tony Benson of the National League in left field. And Bob Stewart in right field from the American League. Fastball, sidearm pitches outside. One ball, one strike to Dave Johnson. Rettman at third, one out, five to three to score. Baltimore, we are in the last of the third on an overcast day in a game that started in the rain. Baltimore wins today. The 1970 World Championship belongs to the Orioles. If not, we go to Cincinnati for game six on Saturday. Sidearm fastball is too high. And as Jim McIntyre pointed out, Granger's having trouble keeping it down low. And that one was certainly up high. Up above the letters. Wilcox continues to throw. Floniger's been throwing. In the bullpen for Cincinnati. Sidearm pitch again. Fastball in the hole. for it, no errors for Cincinnati, as Wayne Granger walks off the mound Yes, uh, Jim and Milt Wilcox, who uh, pitched only one-third of an inning in uh, Sunday's game in Cincinnati, being waved in from the bullpen. This youngster uh, came up from Indianapolis with very fine credentials, and indeed pitched well for the Reds, winning three out of four decisions, and uh, is looked upon as a certain, uh, uh, well, big uh, factor in the Cincinnati Reds pitching plans for 1971. But right now, the worry uh, for uh, Sparky Anderson and the Cincinnati Reds is centered around uh, Andy Echeban and uh, pitcher Mike Cuellar, who uh, has had some problems himself that seems to have settled out. The Reds. Went in front with three in the first, and uh, like the, the first two games when they were in front, three like to nothing and four to nothing, don't uh, seem to stand up under the pressure of having a lead. As we said, only one third of an inning of pitching for Wilcox. He allowed three hits and two runs, both iron, didn't walk anybody, didn't strike anybody out, and uh, he was the losing pitcher in that ball game. the second game on, uh, uh, on Sunday. Wilcox appeared in five games, and one shutout against the Dodgers at Dodgers Stadium this year. Won three and lost one, and also had one save working in relief. He pitched 22 and the third innings for the season, allowed 19 hits and six earned runs, allowed two home runs, walked seven, and struck out 13. And he'll first, uh, face first, Andy Atchabarra. Jim, McI- uh, Jim McIntyre, Milk Wilcox is now taking his leading form-ups as uh, healing in the on-deck circle still, it is Andy Etcheveron, who singled and scored a run ahead of Blair's single back in the second inning. It is six to three. Well again, as Jim has pointed out about being behind, Baltimore, as we will point out again, was down by three runs, three to nothing, in the first game and came back to win it, four to three. Then they were down four to nothing in the second game and came back to win it six to five. Today, they were very quickly down three to nothing without even having come to bat in the first inning of this ball game. But now they lead by three, six to three. As Andy Etchebaran steps up, Davey Johnson, who is just for Brettman from third base with a sharp single to left field, is out. Rangers gave up two runs. Dave Johnson, his responsibility on five hits. Will Cox in the league championships, I'm sure you know. Final game against Pittsburgh. The third game was just simply an amazingly good looking right into the Reds figure that despite his series performance, he is one of the good ones for next year and years to come. He's only 20. Ready with the first pitch, off speed pitch, it breaks right over the plate. Outside corner, strike one. They're playing at Chabern, who single the center. It's a pull to all the left. Now a quick throw, but Johnson's only about a half a step off that first base and there's right there as he made it tosses the ball back to Wilcox. Merritt started. Ranger came on in the second. Now Wilcox in the third of the sixth three ball game. Wilcox ready. Throws. Fastball. Hit on him and apparently he went around with the swing. Echebaran is asking did I go around? He looks down to Billy Hunter but it's strike two. Mike Cuellar is on deck. The pitcher was down three to nothing and now finds himself leading by three, breaking pitches much too Bench has to stand up and reach up to get it. All one, strike two. Well, coming to the stadium this morning, I wouldn't have given you much chance at all that this game would be played, even though they do everything in their power to play World Series games. It was raining that hard. But the closer we got, the better the weather was, and we're playing the game. Pitch is off the corner. Games up, It's 2-2. The game started in a drizzle, and it has been drizzling off and on several times since. Katcher the right-handed hitter, waits. Right-handed Milcox. Wilcox throws. Ball hits the opposite field. High to right field. He throws, crops toward the line. Now gets under it and has it for the second out. Johnson moves back to first base, and Mike Cuellar, who lined the right field on the first pitch. The second inning is the battle. are won 24 and lost eight during the regular season. Had that grand slam home run, remember, at Minnesota. Wilcox goes to Clayard's left-handed all the way, swings at an inside pitch, and fouls it right at the plate. is not a great hitting pitcher. Overall average is 116. There are some pitchers who would settle for that, but the rule of thumb for a good hitting pitcher is if he hits right around 200. He's hit four home runs in his career, two in the regular season, 1970. One at Kansas City, another at Detroit, that he had a grand slam home run in the playoffs may have shaken himself up a little bit when he swung and fouled that ball at the plate. He is still walking around. The ball might have gone off his right shin. And Now, quickly, uh, Salvone comes out, the trainer, to see how he is. Looks like the ball went right off his right foot, Jim. Either his right foot or his right shin, Jim. I think you were probably right there taking a look at his right shin bone. And, uh, Wilcox, I mean, here's there's a some of that what is it? Ethyl chloride they spray on it. Uh, it's that free zone you know I can't even pronounce it, it keeps you from hurting you know <laughs> I, I call it that magic elixir that they spray and it sort of freezes the surface and uh, helps to eliminate the pain numbs it so Mike I think it's going to be okay He's going to shake it off and stay in there Wilcox playing pitch and catch with Johnny French and, on, back to the dugout. We'll get uh, back in the batter's box. Six to three the score. We're in the last of the third. Baltimore leads it. Davey Johnson's on at first base now with two out. And the count, of course, is one strike to Cuellar as he fouled that ball at the plate and off his right foot. Rocox ready. Fastball is blown away. And it's one and one. One ball, one strike to Cuellar. They play, Mike, shaded just a bit to pull the ball toward right. Just a bit. Back with the pitch. Fastball is outside. It's two balls, one strike. Two and one to Mike Quayar, who owns a three-run lead in this fifth game of the 1970 World Series. Last year, he won the only game Baltimore won. Four to one in the open. Against the Mets. Wilcox ready and swing and a miss by Cuillard. It's two-two. Last year, he worked in 16 innings against the Mets, allowed a total of two runs on 13 hits. Today, he has given up three runs on four hits. Fastball is outside, and now Wilcox has gone all the way on Mike Foyard. And with two out, Davey Johnson, on this 3-2 pitch, will be off and running from first base. He already scored twice in this inning. Bretman drove in Boo Powell, and then Davy Johnson drove in Bretman There's the ball, and it is hit high and foul to the right side, into the seats. Narrowly missing, going into the upper deck at back of first base. Well, Johnson drops back to first. Three and two. Johnson walks off at first. May not holding him there. Wilcox stares into Johnny Bench. Now throws, foul, behind the plate, and it's still 3-2. Cincinnati, three runs in the first inning. Baltimore came back with two in the first, two in the second. They have scored two here in the third. That lead at 6-3. to not only the unpleasant hit off, Wilcox whirls and throws. As we said, May is playing behind the bag and took the throw about six feet from the bag. Once oh, oh, oh. the go against that extra base hit. Here's the pitch and it's strike three as for swings and misses. Two run score on three base hit. There are no errors one left and milk Wilcox did quite a job. At the end of three, Baltimore six, six to ninety-three. One, one. Back when Gillette introduced the famous Look Sharp March, nobody dreamed of the advances to German shaving comfort. Stainless steel, super stainless, steel, and now platinum. Today, Gillette uses a platinum alloy to smooth the edge of Gillette Platinum Plus blade. A smoother edge means smoother shaves, closer, with even more comfort. Learn what it feels like to shave with Gillette's best blade. Gillette Platinum Plus, double edge or injector. Grab and in your razor today. Well, it's six runs, eight hits, and no errors for Baltimore. Three runs, four hits, and no errors for the Reds after one-third of Game 5. As one of America's major trade unions, the Retail Clerks International Association brings the benefits of democracy to the place of employment of more than 600,000 store workers with good wages and good working conditions. The retail clerk unions, believing in the democratic process of the government, urge all Americans to vote on November 3rd. This message from the Retail Store Employees Union in your committee, chartered by the Retail Clerks International Association, Washington, D.C., 20006. Jim, i got to read this. Out on the scoreboard, it says, Nothing personal, understanding. The town of Cincinnati is grand. There are nice hotels and fine new parks. Exciting nightlife after dark. But even though this street we'd like, we'd really rather not go back. <laughs> That's got to be signed, the Baltimore Oriole. You read poetry well. We <laughs> is warming up. Lee May is due up. And is standing off the plate, along with Al McRae, the second man up in the inning. And now Lee May, who has been doing everything for the Cincinnati Reds that could be asked of him, doubled on the number, first pitch. 23. Back in the first inning and scored one of the three Cincinnati runs. And of course, he has two home runs and eight RBIs and a 4.29 average speed four today. Player is going to try to work on him now. Throws a big breaking pitch that stays outside. It's ball one to Lee May. Six runs, eight hits, no errors for Baltimore. Three runs, four hits, and no errors for Cincinnati. Lee May has hit safely in every game. Bayari is ready. Breaking pitch, and he's got him swinging. Foul tipped at the plate. Ball went into the dirt. to enter Grant for a new one. May now is the only hitter has hit safely in every game, including today. Now Brooks Robinson and Bobby Tolan have a chance to do that, but they haven't hit yet. May, big, strong, right-handed hitter. Quayar's back with a fastball. A catch the inside corner. One ball, two strikes. Selden use fastball of Cuellar as he throws mostly breaking pitches. Boninger is up and throwing again for Cincinnati. One ball, two strike pitch. He changed a little bit on that screwball and ran it away from May, but it missed. It's two balls, two strikes. Robinson near the line at third base. What a job he has done on Lee May. Lee May hasn't hit the ball to Brooks. He is ready there. He hits the ball to Brooks, backhanded and back to third base. And now they're going to throw on as May does not run out and May have hurt himself. He fell down right at the plate, went down to one knee, but it was quite a play made by Brooks Robinson, but the fact that Lee May didn't run, the excitement away from it, but what a backhanded stop by Brooks Robinson. Lee slipped and fell in the uh, uh, oh, mud at the plate, uh, Jim, and uh, I guess his spikes just gave way. Here's Al McRae, who doubled in two runs back in the first inning, hits the first pitch. It is high. Brooks Robinson comes over. Now Mark Philander. Fair territory. Down the line in left field and six a high pop started off, giving up three runs and four hits in the first inning. He has been hit hard on several occasions since, but he has now retired the last nine men in a row, and despite the fact he has hit himself with a batted ball on his foot or shin, is pitching very well. They already throw to Tommy Helms now, it's outside and low ball one, Helms grounded the short to end the first inning. Robinson had made another one of those patented backhanded stops, and his throw to first base would have been from foul territory. Fastball's high. We are is calling it. As the is telling everybody, move now to take this one, and everybody's not going to. He's you, got it. And i the easy inning of all. So far, from right been goes to the last of the fourth inning. Baltimore leading Cincinnati 6-3. to three. When you have an opportunity to build a, a new line of cars from the wheels up, the better way, the more expensive way, but the better way is to design a two door as one kind of car and the four door sedan and station wagon as a completely different car.
1: car.
0: In our intermediate line, a two door is one kind of car. A four door sedan and the beautiful new uh, wagon are an entirely different kind. Drive a 1971 Dodge Charger or Plymouth
3: Satellite Sebring Hardtop, and you'll get a two door designed for comfort, style, and beauty. No compromise. Drive a Dodge, Coronet, or Plymouth Satellite four-door sedan or wagon, and you'll get the extra roominess and entry ease that you want.
1: Chrysler Corporation
3: Hardtops designed as hardtops. Sedans and wagons designed as sedans and wagons. Extra value and worth. Extra care and engineering. See the new 71s at your Dodge or Chrysler Plymouth dealers now.
1: Chrysler Corporation cars.
0: Cuellar seems to be getting stronger as the inning drove by he's retired 10 men in a row but uh, in past performance you'd think that uh, one of these strong Cincinnati right-hand hitters would be getting a home run he's given up uh, quite a few this year he allowed 34 during the 1970 season which is one about uh, every 8.8 innings but uh, so far Mr. Cuellar coming back after a shaky start has looked better and better as the innings go by Mark Belanger singled in a run back in the second inning with his second hit of the series. He is one for two today. He fouled out in the first inning. He is the leadoff batter in the Oral lineup, and he's leading off this last of the fourth inning, facing Milt Wilcox, the right-hander who throws a fastball in the corner. It's strike one. Wilcox, 20 years old, born in Hawaii. Ready to throw. Hit on the fists and fouled back. It's strike two to Belanger. Well, Baltimore has twice as many runs as Cincinnati, six to three, and twice as many hits as Cincinnati, eight to four. Two strikes to Belanger with ball Blair, was had a perfect day on deck. Wilcox ready to throw, comes back with a breaking pitch, trying away, and it's one ball, two strikes. looks better now as far as the skies and the weather's concerned than it has at any time of day. Fastball is fouled out of play. It's still one or 2 to 2 In case you're just joining us, this game started in a drizzle. It rained most of the morning here in Baltimore. There was serious questions. They even had uh, the rules of what was going to happen if it were rained out or if it got started, played to a tie, and then rained out. One ball, two strikes. Outside with the pitches 2-2, but right now it looks as though they'll get this game in with ease, which means that there must be a thunder cloud right behind the stadium. <laughs> yeah. It usually happens that way. Two balls, two strikes. Wilcox ready, throws the basketball, ground ball to the right side. Helms charges it, picks it up, throws over to first, and Belanger is out by six or seven steps. One out on the fourth, and Paul Blair, who singled and scored ahead of Frank Robinson's sixth World Series home run of his career, in the favorite. first inning. Ball. Blair up. And in the second inning, he hit a fastball and lined it to left field to drive in Andy Etcherberry with the second run of that inning and tie the game up. First pitch from Wilcox is outside, ball one to Blair. Right now, Jim Blair has more hits than anybody on the Orioles. Big curve and it drops right open. Strike one. One ball, one strike to Blair. I shouldn't say more hits. He's 8 for 17, while Brooks Robinson is 8 for 18. One and one. Out tip caught by bench. It's one ball, two strikes. Blair took a good cut at that ball. Playing Blair for the bull hitter is the outfield of the red shaded around to the left. Wilcox has done an excellent job. He's retired three in a row since being called on to bail out Granger. Now, that breaking pitch went over the head of Blair, who simply bent down at the plate, and it sailed right where his head would have been. But it was not a hard-thrown ball, but rather just a big breaking pitch. that must have slipped off the hand of Bill Wilcox. The ball's two strikes. Wilcox ready. Throws comes back with a fastball, but misses outside. It's now three and two to Blair. Speaking of pitches that get away, how about that one of Jim Palmer's over in Cincinnati? It went within 30 feet of the plate. It went toward the foul line and more toward third base than toward home as it slipped out of his hand. Three and two. Wilcox throws and strikes him out swinging. Second strikeout for young Milk Wilcox. Now retires four in a row. Baltimore leads 6-3, win the last of the fourth, and here is Mike Robinson, who hit a home run in the first inning with Pan on, and to ten on the second. But when they were down 3 to nothing in the first inning, it is Robinson that brought the birds back and got him on the scoreboard with a home run. Vonager again gets up and starts the throw for the Reds. Sparky Anderson can use everybody today because if he doesn't win, there's a strike with a fastball at the knees. There's no tomorrow, and of course, you'll worry about whom to pitch tomorrow after he wins today. That's not the problem one-strike pitch from Milt Wilcox in the dirt. Picked up on the first half by Bench. One ball, one strike. Baltimore leads it by three in this fifth game of the 1970 World Series. Six to three. One and one. Back with the breaking pitch, and Robinson swings and misses. It's strike two. One ball, two strikes. The breeze, what there is. There doesn't seem to be much where we are, but there is some out there going towards center. One ball, two strikes. Robinson stands out for a moment, and it looks as though he may have heard his left hand swinging at that breaking pitch, but now steps back in. He's ready. And a fast ball is lined off Wilcox's rib, picked up by Perez at third base for the Bay, and he's got it. But ribs took a shot. Uh, Wilcox took a shot right in the ribs. The ball line and caromed over. The trainers out immediately. Perez picked it up and threw it out. No run. number 10 to 4. Baltimore 6, Cincinnati 3. This is Kurt Gowdy. You know, a game like this is always a thrill for me because it's a chance to watch the best baseball in the world. It's performance with a capital P. And I'm big on performance. That's why I recommend that you take your car to the performance stop, the Phillips 66 station. They've got performance products with a capital P, like Phillips Flight Fuel Premium Gasoline, the high-performance gasoline that gives you all the power you need, yet keeps your engine running clean. And Phillips Trop Arctic Motor Oil, with its exclusive detergent additive. And Phillips PGB Tires, the performance tires. Now take a tip from me and stop in at the performance stop to Phillips 66 station nearest you. And when you do, just tell them that Kurt Gowdy sent you. Remember, at Phillips 66, it's performance that counts. Jim Simpson, Jim McIntyre, Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, and Sparky Anderson has made up his mind that Milt Wilcox will not bat. In the fifth inning, Angel Babo has selected a bat, come up to the on-deck, certainly hit after Dave Concepcion, who's going to be the leadoff man. And uh, we are a little bit concerned about Milt Wilcox. And that line shot, Robinson hit back to him.
1: He did not look
0: like he was hurt seriously. He walked off the mound under his own power but we hope to have a report from the Reds' uh, clubhouse shortly. For the fifth inning, here again, Jim Simpson. Concepcion, right-handed batter, popped to Johnson at second. And There's only other time at bat. That was back in the second inning, and Cuellar, who's retired ten in a row, pros and Concepcion fouls this one off to the right. Now this becomes a very important inning, not because who's at bat, but once it is completed, this is an official World Series game. Barring, of course, the fact that uh, the Reds go out in front and then Baltimore must bat in their half of the fifth inning. Strike one to Concepcion, grounded off his fists and down the line at third. Brooks Robinson comes over in foul territory, and Billy Williams, the umpire, says he wants to look at it, and he keeps the ball in play. Two strikes to Concepcion. Bravo, who has been up a couple of times but failed to reach base, as Jim McIntyre said, waits on deck to bat for Wilcox. We are ready. Ground ball towards short. Belanger is in. Picks it up. Guns the ball on the first base and has. since the by the set. Milt Wilcox, five net. One and two-thirds innings. And nobody reaches the base against him. Bravo. Bravo. All for two. World Series. Last year, meaning 1969, he was playing with Tucson out of the Pacific Coast League and led the league in hitting with 348. One out, top of the fifth, six to three, Baltimore. Cuellar ready, throws the ball low and away. In the dirt, Bravo. It's ball one. Bravo had no home runs, not a power hitter. Three RBIs and two. 77 average during the regular season this year. Left-handed batter, Cuellar, throws, and it's down low. Now, Sparky Anderson has Daryl Chaney, a switch hitter who could hit. Bernie Carbo, of course, who hit 3-10 as a rookie, is an also a left-handed batter, and he has sent up the left-handed bravo to face the left-handed Cuellar. This pitch is in the dirt. And it's ball three, and Bravo is on his way to drawing a walk. Jimmy Stewart is also available for pinch hitting, and he too, like Cheney, is a switch hitter. Ty Klein is a left-hander, like Bravo. And of course, is a left-hander. This one is right down the middle, and it's three and one. Foyar was really having trouble with his first three pitches. Missing big with this fastball is down the middle, and Bravo was taking all away. Three Revolves, one strike. Already, ready. Throws another fastball at the knee. Three and two. Now Bravo, who had a count three and has been taking the last two pitches. It's three and two, and now with that close stance of his, steps in against Cuellar, who throws, and it's off the corner, and Bravo draws the walk. That's the first base on ball given up by Mike Cuellar. three to score Baltimore as Bobby Tolan, who has struck out and grounded the foul at first, comes up. Number 28, Speaking Bobby. of left-handers against Tolan. left-handers, as it's been pointed out throughout the season, throughout the World Series, Tolan has either been the best or the second-best hitter against left-handers since joining the Reds. Grounds this ball foul. Strike one. And it was Tolan that Earl Weaver brought in Pete Rickard for at the last half of the ninth inning down in Cincinnati and Rickard got him on the line drive as the shortstop. Despite the fact that uh, Rickard was left-hander or said yes, I knew that he goes well against left handed This pitch is inside. It's one and one. But I uh, felt I had to go my, with my best. My best to keep Rickard. Baltimore's got that bullpen going. Again, they'd like to wrap it up right here now. Tom Thebus, who was a questionable starter when the series started for this uh, a series starting assignment has appeared in relief is out there working now. Tolan tries to duck away from this pitch and fouls it off. It was high and in on him. And he's mad at himself because it's not ball two It's strike. One ball, two strikes. Tolan with Bravo on that first base one out top of the fifth. Jim, that ball almost hit former commissioner William Mecker. They are stairs in. Here's the pitch, hit to the opposite field. Retman is there, and he has to move a step or two to his right. That's all. And passes for the second half. Well, Tolan is 0 for 3. Here is Keith Rose, who doubled and scored in the first inning and grounded to Johnson at second in the third. Now, yesterday, the Baltimore Orioles were cruising along much the same way, figuring they were going to wrap up the World Series in four straight and then Mr. Lee May a three-run home run in, in the eighth inning, and it was all over. So this game is not all over yet by a long shot. Rose looks as if to bunt, to strike. Robinson's breaking in from third. He, of course, in this situation, trying to bunt his way on, getting two men on base and bringing up the powerful Tony Perez to swing away. We are set. Rose waits, here's the pitch, fastball,
1: and he falls down as he swings up. A big cut. First
0: of all, he was trying to bump his way on to get two in on base so and that time. He had one thing in mind, get that ball out of here. Two strikes to Rose. More than 200 hits for the fifth time in his last six seasons this year. He already comes back with the ball in on him ball one just misses some of the fans behind the plate and of course we are in Baltimore I thought that pitch was on the inside corner of the plate On ball two strikes now the first Johnson second the short Robinson third Bretman in left Blair in center there's a foul to the screen Frank Robinson right Hatcher the catcher and Clayard the pitcher he has gone all the way he is not allowed a hit since the first inning, he retired 11 men in a row before he gave up the walk to Bravo. The 1-2 pitch, line to right field, back goes Frank Robinson. He has it in range, six of his runs, and has it in the this is one man left as he goes to the last of the fifth. Baltimore, at Cincinnati six to three, with Jim McIntyre, Tony Kroniker who started a World Series game, has come on to pitch this fifth inning here. He is behind six to three, meaning he and the rest of the Cincinnati Reds. The Baltimore would score two runs in each of the first three innings, and more importantly, when you stare down at what has gone on, Cincinnati hasn't been able to muster a base hit since the first inning against Mike Foyard. They are in the sixth inning. Must again face such folks as Perez Bench, in May that started it all yesterday. Right now, it is Baltimore's turn at bat, with players like Powell, Redman, and Robinson. And with the rain threat very much with us today, although it looks as though it's tearing here now in Baltimore, we'll remind you once again, this is now an official World Series baseball game, regardless of what the Reigns may do. Booth Powell steps in, last of the fifth inning, the voice of the Cincinnati Reds, here's Jim McIntyre. All right, Jim Simpson, Tony started Tuesday's game, and was the loser, Went five and a third innings. He faces Big Boop Powell and breaks a curve up high, ball one. Tony went uh, five and a third, last six hits, and five runs Tuesday. And he was the loser. He's the fourth Cincinnati pitcher used today. Strong, hard-throwing right-hander facing Powell. Fires a fastball. He pops it up. Back of third. Perez drifts over toward the line. Comes in a bit and takes it, and there's one man up. As Jim mentioned several times, there's no tomorrow for the Cincinnati Reds. If Seward to today or uh, go home and the pick out spring training in uh-huh. 1971. Uh-huh. Here's Merv Rettman, the left fielder, one for two. A single in the uh, third inning, a bouncer up the middle that uh, batted in a run. And he later came around to score on a hit by uh, J.B. Johnson. Pottinger works to him. Swung on and popped up down the right field line. Maybe a play on the ball. May, Rose, and nobody can get it. It's out of play. Foul ball. One strike. Tony Cloninger was not counted upon by the Cincinnati Reds in their starting rotation until uh, injuries and uh, things began to happen. Tony was pressed into the starting rotation and came through with nine wins and seven losses for the year. Redman takes the slider for a strike call, and it's 0-2. One out last half of the fifth inning. The Orioles six, and the Reds three. And Mr. Cuellar looks great after the first inning. Redman jumped away from Mitchy, pitch. He almost stepped into that fastball, and one ball, two strikes. Conninger is the 16th pitcher the Reds have paraded to the mound in the 1970 World Series. And two to Redmond, one out, not on. Fifth inning, Baltimore batting. Here's the pitch. Swing and a foul back, out of play. Merritt went an inning and two-thirds. Granger pitched one-third of the second inning and one-third of the third. Wilcox worked an inning and two-thirds, and now we have Poninger. fires, And Rettinman takes the ball outside a slider that missed. Tony has had control problems this season as well as in previous years. He's averaged 4.7 walks per nine innings this season. His lifetime nationally averaged four walks per nine inning game. Six strong hard throwers and gets this pitch low, a fast ball, and they get three and through. For the lead in the National League for bases on balls in 1965 when he gave up 119. And in 66, he led the league, issuing 116 walks. Three and two to Redmond, and he fouls it back up for deck out of play. deep in left. and shaded a bit toward left and center and rose straight away and right. Here's the 3-2 again. Swung on and fouled away again out of play off the right field line. And Billy Williams looks around for the uh, pass boy, and the ball boy boys be sure he gets some more baseballs in a hurry. Three and two. Conninger deep breath wide kicks and here it is. Well out of fire ball deep down the right field line and in the corner, or what could be trouble? Robinson with the looping pop-fly to George Up. He walked and scored in the, to the second inning single and knocked in around in the first. finding her lobs the ball over the first as the Reds start to put her down in the bullpen. That's Ray Washburn. Right hander Ray Washburn. Here's the ball too low. One ball, no strike. Right. Baby Johnson was 2 for 12 coming into the game here today. He's now 3 for 13 but that's a little low for a 280 hitter on the season. He's at 281. .281. Clowning ready to pitch. He swings, right, smacked.
1: He's by third. Down the line. That's it. That's for, that's for, that's for third.
0: Look behind Two teams in a five game series. It's been the Yankees have seven, the Reds had three in 1961, and there have been
1: fifteen home. Oh.
0: Grand Slam home run against the Minnesota Twins in the championship series, he? And he, you have to think the Orioles fan he might do it right here. 1-1 fits to him. He first, down, now, the red, up and it's to the plate, Warren. The first strike, straight, no double play, the point beat it. The point was trying to, uh, well, trying to get a hit and bat in the run, really. He got too much wood behind the ball, but it's right back on a bounce to Carninger. He made the play defense, and the relay to May was not in time as Coyard beat to throw. So they forced the runners to base. two men out in the top of the order. He's one for three on the day with an RBI and a second inning with a single left field. First pitch to
1: one out fly on the first thing that could be done. the third after the time. But Paltimore has another run. I'm running three after that under those right. Baltimore instead of the safety. Very important for
0: Baltimore. They got another run. And that means that even if Cincinnati should load them up and hit a grand slam home run, the score can only be tied. They would love to have had the fifth run, because then, of course. They would be not even in the tie for the grand plan. But it's the fourth run difference for Mike Playard makes one big difference, and he hasn't allowed a hit since the first inning. We pause thirty seconds for station identification.
3: When you go in to get your change over the gas, well, doesn't always remember to ask you if your wiper blades have had it. He doesn't know if they're streaking your windshield. So if they are streakers, you remind him. He can snap on a pair of fresh new Anco blades or refills in just seconds, And you'll be ready for anything, any weather. You'll get there sooner, safer with Anco. A N C O by Anderson. WMAQ AM and FM Chicago.
0: Tony Perez leads off of the Reds in the sixth inning. And Mike Clayar, who's retired 13 out of 14, hits uh, the first 15-0. A leaping stab of a line drive by Mark Valencia. behind second and out under it is Johnson and takes it for out number two. Well, Mr. Cuellar has now retired 15 of the last 16 men to face him and he gets two outs with two pitches. And what's more important to Baltimore and to Cuellar is Ben Perez and Ben a couple of long ball hitters. Here's Lee May. The only, uh, Red batter to have had a hit in every one of the World Series games. First pitch. Right in there. Call, he was taken all the way. They doubled in the first inning. Grounded out to the Robinson of the fourth but didn't run as he slipped and fell at the plate. Coyar works and he takes it inside of the east Ball one. Mike Coyar. Had him on the ropes in the first, the rest did, and he wiggled out of the corner, and, man, he's come on great. Pitching to May. our ball too high. Now nice. he's two and one to Lee May. Two balls, one strike. A shift way around the left in the outfield for May. Big hole down the right field line. Coyard delivers. Swung on a bashed foul off the boxers' left side. 2-2. Two balls, two strikes. the first inning. Here's Quayard's pitch. Off speed and just outside. Ball three. Three balls, two strikes. And on deck batter is Al McGray. The Nobody's throwing in the Cincinnati bullpen right now. And the Baltimore fan has been quiet for some time.
1: Three and
0: two to make. I fly left field. Back goes Blair and left center. Gets under it. And takes it. to the bullpen for the third out. And the rest go down to the sixth. line. At the end of five and a half innings, Game Five, World Series, at Baltimore, seven Cincinnati, three. In well, 1971, Chrysler Plymouth offers more kinds of new cars than anyone else in the business. Why not let a Chrysler or a Plymouth come through for you? Now well, we go to the
1: sixth inning. Well,
0: Why not let a question or a Plymouth come through for you? Well, we go to the sixth inning. Paul Blair, Frank Robinson, and Bill Cowell, and Tony Flaniger, who came on in the fifth inning and was roughed up for a home run by Redmond. And a couple more hits, and had the bases loaded with one out but wiggled out with any further damage. will try not to allow the Orioles to increase that four-run lead. Four is too much as it is. or dog game with the rest are down three games to one. Blair steps in against Flodiger, and here again it's knock and Thank you, Jim. He's at two for three today. A couple of singles. Right-hand batter, first pitch. Got a strike on the outside part of the play. The most runs batted in by a player in a five-game World Series is eight. Dan Murphy of Philadelphia out the A's in 1910. Conninger misses with a slider. Ball line. If the World Series ends today, Lee May would tie that record. Provided that... Uh, well, he might break it if he gets a run batted in here today. There's a ball high and inside. Another slider. Conninger has thrown a lot of sliders. That fastball. I haven't seen him break off a curveball yet. On deck, Frank Robinson. Washburn gets up again at the Cincinnati bullpen. As a very high foul back to the right and out of play. Bench turned around, looked up, and I think for a moment lost the ball. Then he finally found it, and it was going to be out of play anyway. Two balls, two strikes. Paul Blair leading off the last half of the sixth inning for the Orioles with a big lead. Seven to three. Three of the first four games have been thrillers, and this one has had its share, too. There's a slider outside, ball free. Three balls, two strikes. Blair's not very big. He's uh, a big man physically, but he's got tremendous power, good power. Three and two. Cloninger with a payoff delivery. Found it back to the screen. Stays alive, 3-2. runs have been batted in today, one each by Belanger and Blair, two by Frank Robinson, two by Merv Rettman, and one by David Johnson. There's another foul to the backstop, and it's sticks in the screen. And the count remains, three balls, two strikes. Today's
2: crowd is
0: not as big as yesterday, which was the largest of the series so far, 53,007. There are empty seats here today. Now the pitch. Swung on and fouled back. Center field in the second inning and line one off uh, Wilcox rib cage carried over to Perez in the fourth inning. Until he threw Tony Cuccinelli, so he's one for three. Toss the first, just a token flip over there. Blair has good speed lead and Mike trying to steal the stretch in the finish. Swing swinging him at strike one. Paul oh, Blair stole 24 bases for Baltimore this season. He was their leading base thief, lead. And you can't tell Earl Weaver might uh, put on a hit and run at any time because Robinson is so adept at that maneuver. Conninger kicks right out of his bike. Riley may hold the corner on him. A throw with there runs him back. Washburn continues to throw in the Cincinnati bullpen. All right, Coniger, quick throw to first, and Blair has to come back in and out stretch. See? One strike to Frank Robertson. Blair at first. Last half of the six, seven to three. Time called at the plate. Robertson wasn't set, and was going to quick pitch him. he could. be good. All right, the stretch the pitch, there's a slider in the dirt away from bench, and Blair doesn't try to go the ball bounced away from the county bench and off to the third base side and Paul Blair played it safe, didn't try to go Jumps off. Boninger gets his side to the belt. One and one. Swan on foul back. One ball, two strikes. Nobody has said anything about six game pitchers. We just believe the Orioles are going to do it here today. And there will be no return trips since today. Marky Anderson figures he doesn't know who's going to pick. That'll take there is one. Fastball struck him out. Robinson fans on a high fastball. <laughs> That's Flinger's first strikeout. Here's foul Powell. <laughs>
1: We've
0: mentioned several the times. They're not booing Boone here at the where there's Boog. The, the real name is John Fowle. I believe it's John Wesley. I'm sure he'd prefer not to be called Wesley. Boog is good enough. All right, left-handed, Barry. He plays deep right in the outfield. He's one for three today at double. Swing, drill. For the left-handed the pitchers, turning over all catches. Play, and for third, he'll be no throw there. So I'm ready for a throw. Figured, hey, what am I trying to do here? there's no so chance to get Now singles the center field. That's four. hits on Coniger, 12 for the Orioles, and brings up Merv Redmond. has singled and homered and batted in two rounds and scored two as put in the outfield by the Orioles this year, and they, they wouldn't miss anybody. Now the stretch for Clowney, first pitch. Swung on and popped up, foul, outside third. Perez coming over under. And that's the catch for the out, and the runners. of the station, first and third. Two we'll down now, and whoop, comes up. today, one for three, is single. He had four for four yesterday. Conninger's stretch, first pitch. Swung on drill, one hard up to Perez, and third over to second to Helms, and they forced Powell to retire the side. So in the sixth inning, Baltimore. No runs, a hit, and two men left on at the end of six innings to play, Baltimore 7-6 and eighty-three. 3 Jim Simpson with Jim McIntyre. Baltimore has been trying to put this ball game away, hasn't done it yet, had the bases loaded with one out in the fifth and couldn't get anybody in. And then had two men on with one out in the sixth with men at second and third and couldn't get anybody in, so they are still nursing a four-game lead, which is a big lead, of course, because the winning run can never come to the plate as long as it's a four-game ball. And Mike Fajar has been simply magnificent since the first inning. When he gave up three runs, the only run Cincinnati scored. And four hits, the only hits Cincinnati has had. The last five innings, they have had one man on base. That is Angel Bravo uh, who walked. uh, That is all. Gray, Helms, and Concepcion. The Cincinnati 7th. And here's Jim McIntyre. He doubled in two runs in the first inning. And takes the first pitch Ah, high outside. Ball one. Well, I kid you not. This uh, Mr. Cuellar has, won, has uh, just looked tremendous. He's retired 16 of the last 17 men to facing. mcgray foul, 6-1, one, strike one, one ball, one strike. You have to figure with the Orioles and the Reds meeting in the World Series that there would be a lot of home runs. And indeed there have been. Change up curve is low to, Clay, uh, to uh, McRae. For Call two. Two balls, one strike. Down the line. Two and one on the way. Popped up. Foul. Back of the plate to the left. That's Barron coming back. Gets under it. And takes it. One out of the seventh And now 17 out of 18 batters. Put down. You look at Tommy Helms, who was over two, has grounded a short popped up the first. Maybe Concepcion would be next. And peeling uh, off his jacket again in the bullpen for the Reds is Ray Washburn. That would seem to indicate a pinch hitter for Cloninger if either Helms or Concepcion get out base. Tommy takes a strike. Uh, screwball is at the outside part of the plate. Cuba. there's an Air Cabo in Puerto Rico, has a 298 lifetime earned run average. That's not bad at all. Helms hits a ground ball right side to his left. off a glove. Johnson come up with it and carries out of the right field. Frank Robinson in to pick it up. Helms is on at first base. Now the official scorers will decide on that one. Davey Johnson, raging to his left, got his glove on it, and couldn't come up with it. And there's to credit Tommy Helm for the base hit. The first hit for the Reds since the first inning. That'll bring up the shortstop. Davey Concepcion, not for two, has popped up and grounded up, hitting it, uh, well, two for eight in the series. That's two fifty. And Woody Woodward has come up to the on-deck circle to bat for Tony Clonick. Concepcion lines the first pitch to right, Robinson coming on, can't get it, takes it on of bounce. Quick throw to second, but not in time. Helms gets there as he had to hold up to see if the ball was going to be caught. And Robinson almost was able to force it. So two hits now for the Reds in the second That's two men on. Time called as F. goes out to the mound. And we're going to get some action down in the bullpen for Baltimore. Dick Hall Right-hander Dick Hall is throwing in the bullpen. Now Woodward is going to be called back, and Bernie Carbo is going to be sent up to hit for um, Tony Cloninger. Carbo has not been, uh, has not had a hit in the World Series this year. He's been up seven times in the three games he has played, and has not had a hit. He's walked twice and struck out three times. Carbo will bat for Cloninger. With Elms at second, Concepcion at first, and one man out. Red's trying to come back. Trailing 7-3. Stretch McQuayar and the pitch to Bernie Carbo, a left-handed batter. Swung on and missed like one. On the red's bench, which is why he's up there now. Swings it's about to back the mound up with
1: a player out second base of the ledger out.
0: Jim Simpson back at the Stadium in Baltimore. Ray Washburn, a right-hander, and the fifth pitcher for Cincinnati strides across the foul line heading for the mound, and he will pitch to the Baltimore Orioles in the seventh inning. Seven to three the score, and looking ahead for Cincinnati because time is indeed running out. If they do not score at least four runs in the next two innings, this ball game is all over. Then remember, in the eighth inning yesterday was a lightning strike was 5-3 until Lee May gets that three-run home run to put Cincinnati in front. And they went on to win their first and only victory of this 1970 World Series. And looking ahead to the eighth inning, Cincinnati, in the eighth and ninth innings, will get a full shot at getting those runs back. Because Bobby Tolan, the leadoff man in the Cincinnati lineup, will lead it off in the eighth. And they've got from the top of the batting order on to try to recoup those four runs and tie it up. In the meantime, and we don't wish to belabor a point, but it's the way pitchers think, the way managers think, the way baseball people think. At this moment, with a four-run lead, it is possible that Cincinnati could send the tying run to play. That would be the man at bat if the base is loaded. But if Baltimore can manage a run, then that can never happen. That's what the Orioles would love to do in the seventh of eighth, and that is open that four-run bulge a little bit more and go on to win their second world championship since 1966 and they swept the Dodgers four in a row. Last year, of course, they lost after winning the first one four in a row to the Mets, meaning five games altogether. They're trying to win this five-game set. Davey Johnson, Andy Etcheveron, and Mike Cuellar, who was in a bit of trouble at the top of the inning, will bat here in the last of the seven. Again, Jim McIntyre. Well, with the appearance of Ray Washburn, Jim, all of these pitchers who had ever appeared in World Series competition been on the mound here today, Merritt, Granger, and now Washburn, who started and relieved the uh, Tuesday World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals, right-hander works, and it's hit right up the back to him, he takes it on one off, knocks it down, picks it up, and throws out, and Davey Johnson, They made one pitch, and gets one, but out. that's the first time Johnson has been retired today, one out in the seventh inning, Baltimore, and Right now. at 695 run right average of 35. Wine pitching to extra ball long outside. He pitched in four games for the Cardinals in the 1967 and 1968.
1: series, and he won one and lost
0: one. That's Etz- oh. the bear takes again. Outside, ball two. Two balls, no strikes. On deck pitcher Mike Clayar, and when he walks up toward the plate, you should hear a big round of applause. Washburn into the wind-up in the pitch. A swing and a miss. Strike one. Two and one. Washy is the uh, fifth Cincinnati pitcher of today's fifth game. He's two and one to let and throw all three outside fastball. Three balls, one strike. Three-one pitch is ball four. Too high. He walks. That's the fourth walk of Cincinnati pitchers today. And here's Mike Poyar and a nice
1: round of applause.
0: the Baltimore dugout to our left behind third base, standing up to a flawed He's deserving of it. That's him left-handed. Washburn's first one. It is slack one call, a high, inside edge, and uh, Mr. Coyard did not indicate he was going to punt. He checks with Billy Hunter at third base again and steps back up. That's your very first one man out. Byrne has his signal. There it is. He's got a punt this time and does. Third base side. Picked up by Washburn. Whips it to May in time at first for the up. And on the sacrifice, Ben to Byrne moves to second. Two down now. Runner on second and Mark Belanger. Two battered into run with a single to left field in the second inning. One for four. Steps up to the plate. Mark. Mark will take his time getting set in the batter's box to allow Playdard to get back to the dugout. Hatcher Baron second to the short lead. Washburn gets his sign as Ballagier gets it. Washy stretches and throws. A swing and a bouncer off the pitch well. Cams off to Helms. He's up with it. Over to May. And that retires the sun. No runs, no hits, no errors A man who walked left on. At the end of seven, it's the Orioles, seven, and the Reds, three. Still coming, gets under it, and takes it for the up. One down in the eighth inning for the Cincinnati Reds. Pete Rose steps in with a double and three at-backs. He's grounded out and flying out to right field. He'll be followed by Tony Perez. pitch to Rose. Swung on. Ground ball. It's short. Belanger plays it. Up with it. Over to
1: Powell, two the Two
0: out. Ball is hit sharply, but right at Belanger. Third, two out in the Cincinnati eighth. And here's Perez. Tony has hit it hard twice. He cried high to left in the first. Line to but in left field in the third. And Belanger made a leaping one-handed stab of a hard hit line drive in the sixth. He takes a ball a little bit high. On deck, Johnny Bench, and it will come Lee May. 7-3, Baltimore, 8th inning. Coyard delivers. Swung on and popped up. In the middle of the diamond. Shortstop, Belanger behind the mound. Takes it down McIntyre. Baltimore, we're in the last of the eighth inning. Eight. The Orioles leading 7-3, and they've got the heart of their lineup coming up. The have three wash run and called Blair by Robinson and Blue Powell. And this World Series might be ending soon. Who knows? Here's Jeff. Blair takes a strike call on the outside corner. Blair is two for three today. Two singles. Stuck out and locked. Four once. Battered in one. off-speed pitch call, strike two. Washburn pulled the string all the way. 0-2. Oh on deck is Frank Robinson to be followed by Booth Powell. Last of the eighth inning. Washi gets his signal and throws. Ball one, a little bit high. Well, they flashed a sign on the scoreboard out here, the message board. Could be prophetic. Next home game, Wednesday, April 7th, Orioles versus Senators. Blair takes again. All two highway off speed. Two balls, two strikes. You must know that's the opening game for Baltimore in 1971.
1: Two balls, two strikes.
0: like it might start raining at any time. The clouds are getting darker. It's a good thing we got the lights on right now. We need them. Two balls, two strikes to Blair. Eighth inning. Seven to three Baltimore. Here's the pitch. Swing the slow grounder, wide up third. Knocking the hole up with a In the Reds full fed at the moment. But just now, Clay Carroll gets to Easton. Two balls, no strikes to Robinson. Riley, he turns the pitch. Swing it Ralph. up for Cincinnati. Frank Robinson leads in second. One man out. Here's the pitch. Ball three high outside. He's three and one now. They do give Booth Powell a run batted in on that play that went from May to Helms to Washburn. So that's Booth Powell's fifth run batted in of the 1970 series. Three balls, one strike to Rettman. Now the pitch. Ball four very high. Bucky Anderson is out of the red dugout. Brooks Robinson is the reason for the crowd cheering. Two runners on with one out in the eighth inning. And Bucky just might go to the bullpen for Clay Carroll. Yes, he is. So, Clay Carroll, who won yesterday's game, is called on to relieve today and get the last two Oriole outs in the eighth. Now, Jim, you pointed it out, a very big run. In the ninth inning, with Bench May and McGray due up, look at it this way. As long as there's that big five-run lead, uh, Cincinnati can never bring up against Mike Piazza or his relief the winning run. Johnny Benson can hit a home run, Lee May can hit a home run, Hal McRae can hit a home run. So can Tommy And uh, They still got that one-run lead. So five runs means an awful lot in the way you pitch a ballgame. game. Brooks Robinson. Yeah? All right, Clay Carroll, who was the winner yesterday, wants to call time and do a little gardening out in front of the rubber to plant his foot before he faces Brooks Robinson. One for four today, a single. First pitch to him. Swung on a high fly down the left field line, twisting, curving, and it's going to be fouled out of play. Hey, fan made a nice catch leaning over the railing down there, and he has a 1970 World Series souvenir. One strike to Robinson on deck, Dave Johnson. Well, the sixth pitcher used by Sparky Anderson in an effort to stem the Orioles in Game Five takes his stretch. Now as he swung out a miss, two and a good fastball. I imagine that fastball fools Brooks Robinson a little bit. Clay had a lot behind him. He's 0-2 and fouled. Swung on foul back. Well, little did I realize that when I asked uh, play about uh, pitching today,
3: and I don't think he realized it,
0: that he would be called out. Nothing at two. Robinson checks the swing on a breaking pitch in the dirt blockback. One ball, two strikes. Eight runs, fourteen hits on the and Orioles, and there's still a bat. Three runs, six hits for the Reds, and they got four of those six hits in the first inning. One and two. Is Foulberg behind the plate? Robinson, throughout this series, has been the picture of like he every. effort. ...to excel, which he was certainly... ...to strike three! call, he took a... ...for something else.
2: He's called out on... strike. strikeout, listen to the crowd.
0: ...for Brooks Robinson... ...the dugout, Be called out on strike. That's how much they love uh, Brooks and Baltimore...
2: Dave
0: Johnson two out, two men on, and here's Cal with his first off. He missed it outside. Ball one. Johnson has singled and doubled, batted in one run, scored one. He's two for three on the day, and four for 15 in the series. Play ready, throwing. Swung hit up the middle. There's. Robinson heading around third, he'll score, and the Orioles lead nine to three. <laughs> the run scored by Frank Robinson is charged to Washburn. That's the 15th Baltimore hit. The third for Dave Johnson. <laughs> to on uh, 1, two, three
2: hits 2 men will left
0: behind and at the intermediate of the board Game 5 in the IP... World Series it's the Orioles' time the Reds' three get back in Tim Simpson back at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore 9 runs 15 hits errors
2: for the Orioles
0: only 3 runs we got them all in the first inning 6 hits to Norris for the Red. Mike Cuillard has gone to the mound for an ovation Johnny Bench remained may and how Ray Hardy, The Baltimore Bowl is in action, but Mike Weard knows that he just wants to throw a strike. That's the fellow's go ahead and he has got a six run ball and lots of help out there in the ball and Now you begin to wonder if we are in need. certainly looks that way, watching the final game of the
2: 1970 World Series.
0: Yesterday, Baltimore was just six outs away from a four game sweep. But they didn't get it. Today, they are three outs away from the 1970 World Championship. Let's see if they get him. Johnny Bench one for three on the a run-producing single in the first inning steps up. And here's Cuellar's first offense. He got it inside, Leonard Howard ball one. Right? Well, at right, last out there, as Andy Echevert took a half swing, the plate up and called it a ball. The first base up by him, and Ashford called it a swinging strike. All right, Bench. Bill's a foul over the head of Alex Ramis' birthday was hauling in his neck. 1-1 John Bent with Lene on deck. Clayard to lose. Swinging on a two and that's a bit of fastball, and Clayard and thrown all the way. The bracket on four hits, two doubles in the first inning, three doubles, one by Rose, one by May, one by McCray, but he's been great since then. This change up, harmless single to Tommy Elms and Dave Contestion in the seventh, and that's the only hit the Red has since the first. Batch falls it, ah!